Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 531. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On this episode, we're going to talk about Warren Buffett and his advice on how to make your first million dollars. This is interesting because here we have one of the richest men in the world giving people advice on how to make their first million dollars. So of course I couldn't resist bringing this to you and talking about it with you today. It's on CNBC.com and it's called How to Make Your First Million the Warren Buffett Way. And it was written by Valencia Higuera. This article is very interesting because, of course, Warren Buffett is one of the richest men in the world, valued at over $80 billion, according to Forbes. He had made $53,000 by the age of 17 and his first million by the age of 30. So Warren definitely has his opinions on how to build wealth and how not to build wealth. And we're going to talk about that today. Point number one develop an entrepreneurial mindset early. Now, I just wanna say before I even read this, did you notice that word mindset was step number one? What is step number one of the six steps to wealth? Create a wealthy mindset. So I am happy to say I'm on the same page with Warren right off the bat before I have even read what he has to say about mindset, but let's take a look. It says, as a young adult, Buffett had a knack for thinking outside the box and finding creative ways to earn a buck. He had a job delivering newspapers and a pinball machine business. So learn from Buffett. If you want to become a millionaire, don't put off business until you're older. Look for ways to make more money. And once you earn it, come up with a savings plan and start investing. Well, isn't that interesting because saving a nest egg is step two and investing in a money engine is step number four. Finding a mentor is step number three and Warren could be one of those mentors. So right off the bat, they're mentioning steps one through four right there in Warren's first step. And the other thing I notice is that he's talking about being an entrepreneur young. And I happen to agree with that. In fact, I have this crazy theory because so many people that I've met that are millionaires had paper routes when they were kids, you know, where you throw the newspaper to the driveway or the front door for people and you go around and collect their subscription money. That was a very popular job for kids to have at a young age. I'm not sure whether it was specifically having a paper route that helped them become millionaires later or if it was just that they had a job at a young age and learned entrepreneurial habits at a young age, which is kind of what I'm leaning toward. I think that makes more sense. Kind of like the lemonade stand or uh, selling cookies or washing windows for people. Being a very industrious young person is often a sign that you're going to be industrious later on in your life. And I certainly had a lot of entrepreneurial things. My favorite thing was pulling weeds for my family, filling a 
grocery bag full of weeds and earning $3 a bag was a big deal for me. Uh, That was my favorite way to earn money, but I connected doing work with earning money. And I think at a young age, if you can have your kids do that, rather than just handing them some money, I think that makes a big difference in how people learn and learn to equate money with work. The article goes on to say, people who invest early in life save more and get the benefits of compounding interest said Joshua Wilson of Fort Worth, Texas-based partner and chief investment officer with WorthPoint Wealth Management. People who start early also tend to become more financially conscious in other areas, he said. They tend to notice areas of waste sooner and find ways to apply investing wisdom to other parts of their lives. All right, that's the end of point number one. Did you see, did you hear the word compounding in there? That's step five to wealth. Okay, we've covered basically the first five steps of the six steps to wealth. The only one we haven't covered is protect your wealth. But I'm impressed that we're already on target with exactly how I say wealth is created. And we're hitting all the major points right here. And additionally, we've hit the point of being an entrepreneur, thinking like an entrepreneur, and maybe even starting out young with your habits. But if you're not able to start out young, that's okay because investing in compounding can still save you even if you're starting late. As you know from the McT method, money, compounding, and time are the three things that create wealth. So if you don't have a lot of time left to compound because you're older, You can still boost your savings, your money, or your compounding, your good investments, and your compounding rate, and that will save you even if you're starting late. Number two, reinvest your profits. If you make money off an investment, don't take your money and run. Follow Warren Buffett's investment strategy and reinvest your profits. As a teenager, Buffett partnered with a friend and began a pinball machine business. They started with one machine and a $25 investment. Instead of spending all their profits on teenage stuff, they used the money to purchase additional machines until they had eight machines in multiple locations. Once the business partners went their separate ways and sold the pinball machine business, Buffett used some of his proceeds to start another business. It's great to be optimistic about businesses, but they don't always succeed, said Neil Napier, CEO and founder of KV Social, a company that offers social media marketing solutions. Every month, set aside between 10 to 25% of your profits and reinvest those into different businesses, he said. That way, even if an industry collapses, you have some assets secured elsewhere. End of point number two. So point number two is reinvest your profits. And that's just part of compounding, right? Reinvesting your profits is compounding. It's reinvesting your money back to grow more money. And that's the secret of compounding, is that you don't want to take any money out of what is compounding for you. I've talked about this a lot on the podcast, where people took their successful stocks in the tech boom, and they sold them and bought a house. And that house ended up costing them, you know, $10 million, when it only really cost half a million But because they sold their stock and their stock would have grown to $10 million, the opportunity cost there was $10 million. So understanding the power of compounding and when you have something that's compounding very fast, you don't want to be selling that. You want to be keeping that money working for you. The other thing that strikes me is that Warren Buffett was involved in pinball machines, which was kind of like his generation's versions of gaming. 
So back then, they didn't have electronics and computers, obviously. And so pinball was a big technological innovation and a big game for people at that time. So for him to be involved in that is kind of forward thinking for his day, I, I would say. Number three, avoid unnecessary debt. You might be familiar with the saying, you have to spend money to make money. Creating a company takes a certain amount of capital and some people rely on loans to start or expand a company. Warren Buffett's advice on this matter, avoid unnecessary credit card debt and loans. In a 1991 speech at Notre Dame, Buffett said he had seen a lot of people fail because of liquor and leverage. If you're smart, you're going to make a lot of money without borrowing, Buffett continued. I've never borrowed a significant amount of money in my life. All right, well, let me talk about this third point, avoid unnecessary debt. First of all, yes, avoid unnecessary debt, especially credit card debt. That's high interest rate, consumer debt, not going to help you anywhere. However, I have also documented how companies like Google were actually formed using credit card debt. So sometimes if you're using debt for the right purpose and it has the potential to grow and compound at a high rate, it might be a source of funds. A last source of funds, mind you, but a possible source of funds. I do agree, though, that spending too much and getting into consumer debt is a very bad habit and you want to avoid it at all costs. Point number four, if you must borrow, borrow cheaply and low. Even though Buffett prefers buying companies with no debt, he does use leverage when it can raise the return on equity. In a 2010 shareholder letter, Buffett mentioned a benefit of borrowing as well as a danger. When leverage works, it magnifies your gains. Your spouse thinks you're clever and your neighbors get envious, explained Buffett, but leverage is addictive. Once having profited from its wonders, very few people retreat to more conservative practices. If you're striving to make millions of dollars and you must borrow, only borrow what you need at a low fixed rate of interest, then pay off the debt as soon as you can. Well, definitely I would agree that most debt you wanna get rid of, my only exception is mortgage debt. I'm fine with fixed interest rate mortgage debt for people. In fact, I think it's a smart thing to have. Then you can listen to my podcast about why that is so. But I like the fact that he's saying again, if you have to borrow, borrow cheaply and low and pay it off quickly. I agree with that. Number five, live simply. Wondering how to make millions like Buffett? Don't forget to emulate his lifestyle in addition to following his investing strategies. Typically, the more people earn, the more they spend. They upgrade their lifestyles with bigger homes, luxury cars, and better vacations. But Buffett takes a different approach. Despite his billions, he lives a simple, modest life. Buffett currently resides in Omaha, Nebraska in the home he purchased in 1958 for $31,500, $250,000 when adjusted for inflation, and in 2016, he only earned a base salary of $100,000 as chairman and chief executive of Berkshire Hathaway. The more you spend, the longer it will take you to earn your first million dollars. If you live simply and minimize expenses, there are more opportunities to save, invest, and earn from compounding interest. Follow Buffett's way of life, and you could potentially have a higher net worth than people who keep up with the Joneses. All right, I agree with living simply and I agree not to let costs get out of control. And I agree with allowing your money to compound and grow for you because that's really what's gonna build wealth for you. 
living simply is fine too. I'm not a proponent of people who are living meager lives and who are not really living their life because they think it's more important to save every penny and live this low existence lifestyle. It's not about consumerism. That's the big criticism is, oh, you're a consumerist if you want to have a nice lifestyle. No, I don't think so. I think life is worth living. And I think some of the most fabulous things and experiences I've ever done in my life cost a bit of money. And it doesn't mean you have to have money to have a great life, but it certainly helps. And it certainly provides you with some really cool things you can do, you know, never traveling, never experiencing a nice hotel or an amazing restaurant. I just think that is really limiting people's lives. You can disagree with me. That may be your choice to live that way, but it's not the choice that I live. And having experienced a very full life, I can say with experience that I'm so glad I've been able to live a full life. And I want that for everybody. I want that for you. I want that for everybody. That's one of the reasons I do this podcast is I want to help people have wealth so that they can experience more in life. Step number six, never stop learning. You don't need a college degree to make millions, but according to Daniel Neary, founder and CEO of the personal branding company For You Fitness, you do need to feed your mind. Doing so can help you acquire a thorough understanding of how different investments and businesses work. Buffett might be an investment genius, but this doesn't stop him from reading and building on what he already knows. Buffett says that he reads at least four hours per day, said Neary. If you want to be a millionaire, you have to be the best at something, and the only way to get ahead is to keep feeding your mind. Granted, the average person can't devote this amount of time to reading. Whatever you can do, however, is take advantage of every learning opportunity, such as attending investment conferences and seminars or taking online courses. Yes, I would agree that you definitely want to keep learning, and that is something that is high on my list as well. Not only do I have a personal financial library of my favorite financial books that I keep on my shelf, which you can find on my website, my list of favorite financial books, but also I listen to a lot of podcasts and videos. And there isn't much downtime that I have where something isn't playing in the background. So for example, when I'm in my car, I use my car as a learning place. I don't listen to music in my car. I listen to a podcast usually while driving, and I find that a lot more interesting. Also, just after I get out of the shower and I'm getting ready in the morning, I usually have something educational playing then too. So any topic I wanna learn about, I basically can study in depth. I'm not a fan of the news. I'm not a fan of television. I don't find a lot of knowledge there. I find a lot of fluff and opinion, but I don't find a lot of learning. And that's one of my criticisms of television is it's really disappointed me that it hasn't been a more powerful learning tool. For example, I have a real desire to learn about Egypt and the pyramids. And so the information on television about that is very limited, but it happens to be something that really fascinates me. So I need to go to YouTube or other places in order to find more history about it. When I was young, I wanted to be an archeologist and I think there's part of that still in me. So 
I still have a desire to learn about ancient cities, and I've been to some ancient cities. Haven't been to Giza yet and seen the pyramids, but that's on my list. But I have been to Mexico and climbed the Pyramid of the Moon, which is pretty cool. And I have seen other pyramids in Cancun and Cozumel and other places. But my point is just that we have to look to learn. You have to make a conscious effort to learn. And that's why I like Audible and hearing books on tape. I like to, you know, listen to videos and listen to podcasts and constantly be learning. I just find our life is fascinating. And with the internet, now all of the world's knowledge is at our fingertips. Why wouldn't you want to learn more things? So I am really careful what I listen to and what I put into my brain and make sure that it's valuable information that I consciously decide I want rather than something random on the radio or on the television. Just my preference. Number seven, surround yourself with people who motivate you. Buffett encourages surrounding yourself with people who are better than you. Pick out associates whose behavior is better than yours and you'll drift in that direction, he said. Remember the people in your life can motivate you to do good or bad. To do well, you have to copy successful people. Perhaps this is why Buffett surrounds himself with business people like Bill Gates, a friend of 25 years. The point is simple. To make more money, choose your associates wisely. You don't have to shun your broke friends, but as Neary explained, you're not going to become a millionaire if you hang out with people who make excuses or tell you you can't do something. I agree with surrounding yourself with good people and people who motivate you. I do think that the people that you hang out with have a big impact on your life and you want to spend your time with people who are doing what you want to do and who are heading in the direction you want to head. And I actually did a podcast about that and how that can be a positive influence on you. Number eight, don't ignore opportunities. Making your first million might involve risks and stepping outside your comfort zone, which takes confidence. Fear or self-doubt on this journey can be a stumbling block, especially if you second-guess yourself and turn down potentially lucrative opportunities. Opportunities don't come knocking every day, said Buffett, and Buffett's best investment moves are proof that he's one to seize opportunities. When speaking to University of Georgia students, he gave this advice, seize big opportunities in life. We don't do very many things, but when we get the chance to do something that's right and big, we've got to do it, said Buffett. And even to do it on a small scale is just a big mistake, almost as not doing it at all. You've really got to grab them when they come because you're not going to get 500 great opportunities. Well, I like his idea of not ignoring great opportunities. And I think he has put that into practice with buying a handful of stocks. In fact, I think recently he said most of his wealth came from 12 decisions of stocks to buy. Only 12. So it is a... Very few number of opportunities that you have to take at the right time and make the decision and take the step. Getting out of that endless mindset loop is really important because sometimes we can get analysis paralysis and think about it and study it and research and analyze and we don't take a step. So even taking a small step is a good move in the right direction which will help you take a bigger step and have the confidence to take more steps. Number nine, bottom line. Not only does he know how to make money, he knows how to save money. You don't have to imitate his every move, but if you incorporate some of his strategies, you can discover a path toward financial freedom. End of article. I like this article because it has a lot of principles that are timeless. 
It has the principles of the six steps to wealth, which are actually the principles that I observed that every single person who builds wealth goes through. And so the fact that it's highlighted in this article was really special and really meaningful. Wealth building principles are classic. They're not something that's trendy. They're not something that change over time. There's lots of different ways to become wealthy. There's no one path to wealth. It's not just real estate. It's not just stocks. It's just not being an entrepreneur. It's any of those ways. And putting the right method with your personality is super important too. So look for things that you really have an affinity for that are going to naturally pique your interest, naturally pique your curiosity. You're going to want to naturally study about whether that's real estate stocks or a business or something else that you can invest in and compound money with. It should be something that is exciting for you, is interesting for you, and uses your strengths. If you're interested in next steps of what to do now that we've talked about becoming a millionaire, I think the next step the natural step is to get my book. You're already a wealth theorist, now think and act like one, six practical steps to make it a reality now. A lot of these principles I talk about in my book, but I also give practical steps that really break down everyday things you can do to make this happen in your life. And it's available on Amazon, amazon.uk, and on my website. If we haven't yet connected on Instagram, go on over to instagram.com and get my daily tips for financial freedom. And we still have our contest going on for reviews. You have the opportunity to win 15 prizes at the end of February. Coming right up on that. So you want to get your reviews in right away. You have the opportunity to win five of my Wealthy Mindset Blueprint audio sets valued at $197, five of my Wealth Heiress books personalized by me, and five Wealth Mentoring sessions with me valued at $500. All you need to do is write a podcast review that gets your name in the drawing five times, a book review on Amazon will get your name in the drawing seven times, and if you do both, your name gets in the drawing 10 times. And I'll announce winners on the March 1st podcast. We still have the survey in the show notes, so if you haven't yet completed, just a quick 10 questions tells me about you and about what you think of the podcast so I can specifically personalize more episodes for what you like. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.